Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. Challenging. Thought-provoking. Insightful. This is God in Country. The collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America, Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Challenging, thought-provoking, insightful. This is God in Country, the collision of faith and politics. Hosted by nationally known speaker, Reverend Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Not your typical Rev. Dr. Sean is a proud military veteran, former law enforcement officer, and founder of the internationally regarded executive protection team. Through counseling, elite life coaching, and national speaking, this ninja pastor tells it like it is. This series is biblically and politically engaged with the pedal to the metal. With today's edition of God in Country, here is host and author of the acclaimed yet controversial book, Excellence Killed the Church, How Mediocrity is Destroying America. Dr. Sean Michael Greener. Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome. Albeit four and a half minutes late, I'm very, very sorry about that. Skype had a national outage. So if you all are uh, regular listeners who have my personal contact number, so let me know you can hear me. Awesome, thank you. We are coming to you digitally. So it would be interesting to see something called a Direct Connect which we tried uh, before when they rolled it out and it was an abysmal failure, uh, but they've, they've been working really hard on getting the bugs, <clears throat> the bugs out of it. So um, hopefully this will work. This had to be a backup because Skype's national outage. And wouldn't you know it, it was right at the time that, um, that I was about to go on air. So I apologize for that. I hate that. I like to be able, you to be able to set your, set your watch by me. 
So today, uh, wow, what a day. Today is a, quite a day. Um, it, it's, it's a horrible day for a particular family who I know. Uh, my heartfelt prayers go out to Gary Episcopo and his daughter, Corey. Um, Gary's wife, Jamie, was killed this morning in an automobile accident in which she struck a deer just a few miles from where I'm sitting right now. She struck a deer and the deer ran out in front of her. Uh, she never, never even saw the deer coming. Apparently deer ran out in front of her, went through the windshield and killed her. Um, it's uh, just a horrible, horrible thing. And so Jamie, I believe was 46 or 48 years old. I knew Jamie and I know Gary. Uh, they both attend a church called the Freedom Biker Church in Newcastle, Delaware. And um, I've met them both and, and just super great people. This is an absolutely horrible thing. But one thing I do know uh, is that Jamie at this moment is in heaven because I know of her faith. I know where she work, worshiped and practiced her faith. And, and I, I know how she practiced her faith so that we know, even though it's, it's excruciating, this is an absolutely excruciating truth. Um, we know that she is to be absent with the body is to be present with the Lord. And that's what the scripture tells us and what it, what promises we're given. We had a scary day with uh, my buddy, Chris Cahalan. You know, we've all been praying for Chris all across the world, all over the world. Uh, Chris has pancreas cancer. He's 46 years old, uh, great physical condition, you know, just a real good guy, self small businessman. He's a painter, paints houses and, uh, he does the work himself, and of course, obviously, he can't do that right now. But we had a scare this morning. He had to go to the emergency room, and uh, thank God he is home. There was no infection of his port. He was just uh, feverish and, and dizzy and, and all of that. So we're, we're very, very pleased with that. And most of you who know, who get the updates, uh, he actually is on his last one, last one or two chemo treatments before he hopefully will receive surgery. So the chemotherapy has reduced the size of his tumor to such extent that um, he'll be able to have surgery. We're, we're just praying that that continues that direction. Uh, so keep praying for Chris Cahalan. Um, also on my Facebook, and which is just, you know, it's just facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, if you just put in God and Country Radio, it'll come up, or my personal Facebook. There's a lot of updates there, too. You can click on follow uh, there at the personal one. Follow them both. Don't both like like the one and follow the other. Um, we'd love to have you. Also, follow me at Twitter at, uh, at the Ninja Pastor, just at the Ninja Pastor. So we'd, uh, we'd love for you to do that. And I, I, I want to – this is a special day for me um, – Oh, by the way, um, before I go into that, let me say I want to encourage you all to listen to last night's message. It was the finale of a series, and you might say, well, I didn't hear the first 27 parts of the series. Why would I, why would I listen to the finale? Like, you know. Well, number one, if you listen – uh, if you listen to me at all, you'll know that you can listen to every show for free. There's no cost to it. You can go back and listen to any show I've ever done. And then back in the archives, it's free to download. You don't even have to load up your computer with it. You can listen to it straight from our player. Uh, you can either do that at theninjapastor.com, theninjapastor.com. 
drshawngreener.com, S-H-A-W-N-G-R-E-E-N-E-R.com. There's a donate button there if you believe in what we're doing and you want to support that. We'd love to have it. I never see it. I don't see any bank information. None of that is retained, uh, but uh, it's all done through PayPal, and it's it's pretty awesome. But we appreciate those that have contributed. It makes a big difference. It, it keeps us able to do what we're doing. Um, I uh, But the reason I brought up last night's message is because last night's message, we, we normally have about 32,000 listeners on uh, Sunday through the different networks and all the different things that broadcast what we do. So usually by Monday, I have an idea of that. And then over the past several uh, weeks since I've been doing this, and I have to say, I have to give shout out to one of my listeners. I, I, I put it out there. What do you feel like the world needs to hear? You know, what, what message do they need to hear? And, and so, uh, the, the suggestion was preach on fear. You know, everybody's afraid. You you are constantly uh, telling us, by the way, the chat room is open. Thank you for joining us. Um, you're constantly telling us stuff that we should be concerned about and we should be doing something about. That makes me afraid. It makes me afraid. So, um, you know, maybe maybe preach on fear. So, I did, you know, we got into the Bible and we, we, uh, we found out the truth and we laid the truth out in such a way. I think that hopefully you can, you can take in and, uh, and I would encourage you to share it so far. I'm looking at the shares and there's 21,000, no, 20,609 shares already where people have, they've downloaded it and they've shared it with somebody else. And that's pretty darn awesome. So those links, uh, again, where you're listening now, blogtalkradio.com backslash the ninja pastor, all you have to do is um, you just like the show and uh, you can put comments in too, by the way, somewhere in there. I've not, I've not, um, trying to think, I, I, I don't know that I have seen how that works. I just get an email I get a message and that message tells me, hey, you know, you've gotten a comment or you can put comments on Facebook. If you like the Facebook page, you can put comments there. Also on the um, on the Twitter. My son hates that when I call it the Twitter. Or the Facebook. Anyway, I'm 50 years old. I've earned the right. So but the feedback, uh, just to let you know, all total, I think it's close to 60 thousand on yesterday's um, message, last night's message. And I'm really touched by that. But more than that, I'm, I'm thankful that, you know, people are, are being blessed by it. Makes a difference to me. I don't want to be wasting anybody's time. I can't stand, I can't stand to waste people's time. I can't stand to have my time wasted and I sure can't stand to waste other people's time. And so I don't want to ever do that. I want to bring you it's factual and scripturally accurate, but also what you can see and, and take part in as being the truth with a capital T and, and that it'll bless your life. It'll, it'll help you in, in more than one way. There's something else that will bless you in more than one way. Oh, some people are asking me about the 
follow and subscribe. Can I repeat that? Uh, here you go. Let me just, here's 57 seconds for you. This will be easy. Hey, Happy Warriors, this is a Ninja Pastor here. Please, this is very important. If you could, follow and subscribe this show. You know what? My statistics for this show don't count unless you are a subscriber or a follower. Uh, what you do is you go to blogtalkradio.com backslash the Ninja Pastor. And if you use Twitter and Facebook, follow us at the Ninja Pastor. And on Facebook, click on sign up just under my photograph under www.facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Subscribers, you get notifications first of all of our shows anywhere we're appearing, and it's all free. Nobody steals your information. Again, if you could click on follow and subscribe here at www.blogtalkradio.com backslash The Ninja Pastor. If you're on Twitter and Facebook, follow me at The Ninja Pastor. Go to facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Click follow and sign up. Thanks a bunch. Man, I really appreciate it. Way to go, happy warriors. Love that. See that? Save myself some breath. So, uh, yeah, I I would encourage you to listen to that, and then I would encourage you to share it. I really, I really, really, I it's a rare time that I would say that anything I say would uh, would change your life or bless your life. But this is one of the ones that I would have to go out on a limb and say that. So. I, I would encourage you to do that. I don't I don't know how to more clearly say it, but I really encourage you to do that. Um, it is one of those things. I have a YouTube page. Thank you, Philly Bob. I have a YouTube page. If you go to YouTube and type in The Ninja Pastor, spaces in between, just like three words, uh, you can also subscribe there um, and, and get all the videos that I do. And you can listen to the ones. There's no charge for that either. Be honest, I don't know exactly how that works. Uh, my buddy, my buddy that helps me with a lot of that stuff, he is uh, he is overseas, so we are uh, we're praying for him and then for his his brothers and sisters in arms. And and that brings me to today. It brings me to today. Uh, today's not Veterans Day, but I won't be on the air on Veterans Day, so I'm going to talk to you today. And by the way, we have. I'll just I'll bring this up. We have a we have an opportunity to be on the radio seven days a week for two hours a day. Uh, we have that already. I cover that uh, on my own every month, and uh, we cover all the technology and all that stuff. Um, but I just can't at this point. I can't honestly do it. I think once we get maybe a hundred to two hundred thousand subscribers, I think it would make sense to do it. So that's why the subscribing. I just you know just so you can understand. No one will ever uh, advertise on this show uh, to help offset the cost until we have enough subscribers that will make it make sense to them. I can have over half a million listeners, which I do, uh, but I can tell you that listeners in Internet radio and and in blog, blog, uh, what do they call them? Podcasts, they call them. Uh, Internet radio and podcasts, none of that matters. What matters are subscribers. That's what matters. So so I'm going to talk about Veterans Day today. Veterans Day is very near and dear to my heart. I am a veteran. I'm a proud veteran, and uh, I served in the United States Navy. I loved it. I served in Reagan's Navy, and I can tell you what a what a different deal altogether it was serving under President Reagan. What a What an amazing leader. I was blessed and privileged to shake that man's hand twice, 
and um i am uh you know he commented about my boots my uh i was spit shine shoes not the core frames anybody that's been in the military knows remember core frames i don't even know if they still wear them i know the drill teams wear them uh in the you know the ceremonial guards and stuff because they're you know super easy to keep shiny i never liked them uh one they make your feet sweat really bad it's like wearing plastic bags on your feet and number two i always felt like i get could get more of a shine uh better shine a better look a darker you know more squared away look doing a spit shine myself but you know for big inspections and stuff you might spend eight hours shining your shoes i felt like it was worth it about all the people that have gone before me, uh, my uncles, namely, so many uncles had were in World War II, and uh, I thought, you know, it's the least I can do. You know what I'm saying? They served honorably in World War II. Least I can do is spend some time shining my shoes. So I did, and and uh, President Reagan actually commented on that. He looked down, and we were told not to shake his hand. Uh, if he sticks his hand out, we're to we're to salute him, but thousand yard stare, don't shake his hand. Just stay at attention. Well, he commented about my boots, wanted to know where they, the old school. And I said, yes, sir. Sir, yes, sir. And uh, you're yes, sir, Mr. President. And uh, so he stuck his hand out. He said he was proud. He said, I'm proud of you, young man. Shook my hand. Well, I, as you might imagine, I got read the ride act later on, but it was worth it. They can't take that away. And then I was in another situation where I got to shake his hand again. And, and it's an awesome dude, awesome leader. Really, really great leadership. There's such a vacuum of great leadership in this country today. There's a lot of great leaders out there running small businesses. Um, I don't know if you guys actually think about that, but some of the greatest leaders we have in this country aren't leaders of great, huge organizations. They're leaders of great, small organizations. Doesn't make them less of a leader, just so you know. Just so you know. So, but, but November 11th is Veterans Day. I have to tell you, um it's a big deal to me. Understand I'm I'm a veteran. Hey, you know what I'm eating? I'll tell you what I'm eating. It's not I'm not having homemade chili, which I wish I was. Philly Bob makes great chili. Uh I'm not having great brownies because my friend Joe uh she makes incredible brownies. Um not having those. I'm having chewable original papaya enzyme. What do you think of that? They're pretty tasty, too. They're not chili. I'm going to be honest with you. They're not chili. They're not brownies. They're not spaghetti with meatballs and meat meat sauce. They call it gravy. True Italians call it gravy. Um, it's not that. It's good for me, so that's why I do it. So can I ask you something? How many of you know why November 11th is Veterans Day. I'm going to tell you why, just for fun. On the 11th hour of the 11th day of the 11th month of 1918, an armistice or temporary cessation of hostilities was declared between the Allied nations and Germany in the First World War. Then it was known as the Great War. We thought that would be it. They thought that would that would that's all we would need. You know, it's over now. We'll, we'll knock this out. When people get along. Didn't happen that way, did it? 
commemorated its Armistice Day beginning the following year, November 11th, became a legal federal holiday in the United States in 1938. This is when all this this happened. (laughs) Not Eaton Park. I'm not eating Eaton Park. I wish I was. That's good stuff. You know what I love there? In Medina, Ohio, there's an Eaton Park. Get together with good family and friends, and uh, usually we have breakfast. I am a breakfast food nut. Love breakfast. Anyway, in the aftermath of World War II and the Korean War, can you tell I'm hungry? Now, see, if my buddy Sean wasn't uh, busy keeping America safe, he would be sending me pictures right now of cheesesteaks, french fries, chili, whatever. You know, He would hear that I'm hungry, and he would just torture me. He's a good friend that way. Anyway, in, in the aftermath of World War II and the Korean War, Armistice Day became Veterans Day. And it became, at that point, a holiday dedicated to American veterans of all wars. Now, this is different than Memorial Day. And it drives me nuts. I, I, it drives me crazy how people get them mixed up. Uh, but you know what? We don't teach history in schools anymore. Not the important stuff. Kids know how to put on a condom. You know, they know how to interface with law enforcement, but they they don't know anything about real history. So the American effort during World War II, and that was uh, this time frame I'm talking about, is 1941 to 1945, saw the greatest mobilization of the United States Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force in the nation's history. More than 16 million people and some 5.7 million more served in the Korean War, which is 1950 to 1953. Let me let me say this uh, about some of these statistics that I'm that I'm talking about here. I do a series. If you go back into iTunes, if you search uh, Dr. Sean Greener on iTunes or the Ninja Pastor on iTunes, you'll find a series that I did. Let me see. You. I did a series. It was a Sunday series, so that's what you're looking for a Sunday series. Uh, based on the book by William Koenig, K-O-E-N-I-G, Eye to Eye, Facing the Consequences of Dividing Israel. Let me just tell you, folks, I did this series, and I want to tell you that was uh, that was a powerful thing. And but but I but tied into that series, we we did an end times prophecy. It ended up being an end times prophecy. I don't do a lot of preaching about end times prophecy, but it ended up kind of kind of gravitating toward that. And I did a series on Revelation. The end times we go through the whole book of Revelation and I talk about the statistics of World War One, World War Two, Korean War, and what we're dealing with now. And folks, there's you need to understand that it all fits together and it all means something. It doesn't mean nothing. It means something very important. So that being said, um, listen to that. It's free. Again, you just that's part of the thing about being a subscriber. It doesn't cost you anything to subscribe at all. Um, it, it is totally and completely free. I don't think anybody even has access to your information. I know I don't. So anyway, back to our story. Um, I want you to listen to that series because, and they're only, by the way, they're only hour. They're only an hour. Each. There are hour episodes each. And I think you'll be blown away. 
I connect a lot of things and kind of expose some things that will kind of blow your mind. Uh, stuff that has some pretty powerful meanings and implications for us today. Not just about our dealing with Israel, but in, in general. So in 1954, by the way, did you catch that number? I, I kind of glossed over that. The American effort during World War II uh, itemized between 1941 and 1945 saw the greatest mobilization of the United States Army, Navy, Marines, and Air Force in the nation's history. More than 16 million people. And 5.7 million more served in the Korean War. And, you know, a lot of people that served in World War II, many, uh, many served also in the Korean War. The Forgotten War, really. And I'm using the term war, and I'm using it on, on purpose because it applies. It's apropos. But you're going to hear me say something a little bit later on. It's not going to make any sense to you at first, but then reflect on this. And you'll be like, oh, yeah, I get it now. Well, of course. You don't have to use that accent when you think. I like to use that accent when I think. I usually have a Brooklyn Jew accent. Uh, Sean, one of my good friends, has passed on and is uh, he's been buried in the homeland of Israel. Uh, Sean, Sean, uh, uh, this is what I this is the accent that I think in. Uh, in 1954, Sean, after lobbying efforts by veteran service organizations, Sean. Sean, are you listening? Are you listening to me, Sean? The 83rd U.S. Congress amended the 1938 Act that made the Armistice Day a holiday, striking the word armistice in favor of veterans. This is what I think. And see, I'm thinking out loud, but I'm thinking I'm allowing you to hear the voice pings around in my head. It's really, really, really sad. I know. You know. Yeah, man, I am. I am so hungry. Certain things. Certain things. Only certain things. Anyhow, low calorie, of course. Almost no calories, actually. Uh, so anyway, in 1954, after lobbying efforts by veteran service organizations, the 83rd United States Congress amended the 1938 Act that made, the, made Armistice Day a holiday. They struck the word armistice and they put in instead Veterans Day. President Dwight D. Eisenhower himself, uh, you know, um, was a general. Uh, well, let me let me cross this. I'll just do it now. Why not? You know, it makes a big difference when you have a leader of your country who has some semblance, who's at least gone to basic training or boot camp in the military, who's who is at least able to get through that crucible. You know, it'd be nice. It'd be nice to have a leader who had some cojones, right? See, you know where they come from. You know what they've been through, because everybody that goes in goes through the same thing. And President Dwight D. Eisenhower, he was a he was a general. He signed the legislation on June first, nineteen fifty four, and from then on, November eleventh became a day to honor American veterans of all wars. Now we're honoring veterans of all wars that are alive. Obviously, we want to we want to make sure veterans realize this. Now, a lot of times, those of you who have been different places with me. Uh, when we've traveled different places, if we're at some sort of event, some big event, uh, you know, when they do the thing, you know, please, all of our veterans, we'd like to honor you, you know, all of our veterans, please stand. Um, I'm very reluctant. I'm proud of my service, nothing remarkable about it, but um, I'm proud of it. And uh, I'm, I'm so much 
more proud of those I served with, some of the best people. Some of the best people. Some of the best people were 17, 18, 19 years old, you know, given everything they had to serve you. And I really, it meant the world to me. It meant the world to me to serve with them. And I'll tell you the truth. I mean, this is a fact. Uh, and you take from this what you want to take. I I have been sorely disappointed and I've, I've been able to be hired by the two, in my opinion, the two best police departments in the state of Delaware, the Delaware State Police and the Newcastle County Police. And I can tell you, I have always chased that feeling of the camaraderie, the closeness, the team. Uh, everybody's on the same team, and and even though we have the thin blue line, and there's, you know, there's all of that. It's just not the same. And unless you've been in certain situations with people like the ones I'm talking about, you just it's it's very difficult to even know. That's why I say, you know, having a president that has served in the military. I don't even care. If they don't need to have been an officer. They don't need to have been from the Naval Academy, the Air Force Academy, Coast Guard Academy, the, the United States Military Academy, commonly known as West Point. They don't need to be. Some of the best people I've ever known, they've been, they've been enlisted. Most principled people. You know, they, they've been enlisted. They've been enlisted folk. There's nothing fancy about them. They don't have a, they didn't grow up Silver Spoon. You know, and let me say this. I'll just say this about the service academies. I've had lots of good friends go to the service academy. There's a big hullabaloo right now about uh, Dr. Ben Carson. You know, you've heard all this. Dr. Ben Carson, you know, the statements that he's made and people say, well, you know, he lied. He lied about uh, being offered a scholarship because they don't offer scholarships. And first of all, let me say this, you, you know, let me, let me just, let me just call out the, the elephant in the room, the big, big purple elephant in the room. What is it? White elephant people say, I think that's racist. I'm calling it purple, big purple elephant. Elephants are gray, by the way. So I don't know why we don't say the big gray elephant in the room. What is it? Which one is it? I don't know which one it is. Some sort of color elephant we always are calling out. But we're not calling out the elephant in the room. You know, uh, we're being awful nitpicky with this man. I'll, I'll, I'll remind you that he's globally considered to be the best pediatric brain surgeon, neurosurgeon in the world. I personally know patients of his, and he saved their lives many times. Many, many times. Uh, you know, I... Pink, the pink elephant in the room. Thank you, Steve from Ohio. The pink elephant. You win the prize. Next time I'm out there, I will buy your breakfast at the Eaton Park, if it's still there, I hope. Uh, so here's the thing. Um, it, the pink elephant in the room now is, don't you think it's a little strange that we are grinding, 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 grinding? Is it the gorilla in the room? I don't know. Pink gorilla? Is it somebody saying it's the gorilla in the room? I think it's the elephant in the room, isn't it? Aren't I right on this? I don't know. But that could be a, a racist reference, so we're going to hold off on that. So 
let me lay this on you. I mean, let me just whatever we're going to call it, a pink gorilla, pink elephant, whatever. Uh, don't you think they're going awful hard at uh, the 500-pound gorilla? Yes. Steve wins two breakfasts at uh 500 pound gorilla i love that i love that so so here's the thing barack hussein obama first of all after 9-11 the fact that we'd ever elect anyone to the president uh the, the, to the, the office of president of the united states whose middle name was freaking hussein who he would say to you well that's not right it's not fair you shouldn't say my middle name why it's your freaking middle name it's your middle name. You say, well, Sean, don't be a bigot. Don't be a racist. Racist? Why in the world would we elect a guy with a middle name? We don't know anything else. Anything else about the guy. We know he had to surrender his, uh, we had to surrender his, his law license under suspicious circumstances. We know his wife, Michelle Obama, she had to surrender her law license. We know that. We 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 but we know he's friends. He went to church for 22 years. Uh and and yet he he's in this church. I don't even like to say his name, Jeremiah Wright. Who is so wrong? Uh the guy, come on. I mean, we can listen to his sermons. You know, they have this thing called podcasts and 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 CDs. You can you know, come on. This is ridiculous that that we let the man lie, and yet Dr. Ben Carson. Now Ben Carson, he did not opt to go into the military. He opted to uh, to become a doctor, a, a world famous brain surgeon. People brought their children from all over the world to have this man operate on their brain. Long considered the hardest discipline of medicine. So. But we're going to throw rocks at the guy. CNN's going to throw rocks at the guy because he used a term. Um, true, true, true. Technically, not electing him based on his middle name would be an act of prejudice and subsequently discrimination. True that. True that. I I don't like him for so many thousands of reasons. There's his middle name is is probably the third or fourth down the list of hundreds, and so. Um, but Dr. Ben Carson, you know, in his book, he talked about in different speeches, he talked about how because he did so well in, in the uh, uh, the junior, junior ROTC, I guess that's what it's called, um, because he did so well in that, he received such accolade, he got the opportunity there in Detroit, Michigan, or Detroit, if you say it that way, uh, he got the opportunity to go to several different big military functions. And the way he tells it, um, the uh, General William Westmoreland was at one of them. He met him, and Westmoreland said, "You, you know, you join, you come to West Point, and you'll receive a full scholarship." Uh, now they're they're squibbling or squabbling over uh, the term scholarship. It's not actually a scholarship; it's an appointment. It's amazing how the left gets so uh, incredibly. Mm, nitpicky truth oriented when it's it's uh an opportunity to knock out because look this is this is a, a i don't know if you know but dr ben carson is black and dr ben carson super smart super reasonable and uh, he's conservative 
there's, I don't agree with everything. He's not my candidate. I'll just tell you. He has my book, by the way. He had agreed before he decided to run for president to write chapter two of my book and co-write one. Um, he he, uh, but you know he's kind of busy now. But I have a picture of him holding my book and all that stuff, and a really good friend that connected us, and it's just um, an awesome thing. So. The guy's really super smart, and he, you know, he puts in his book, you know, really positive things, and he's lived his life in an amazing, above reproach way. He's not, uh, he's not out rapping. He's not, you know, all the president's friends. Uh, you know, he's 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 a good guy. I mean, there's you can't take that from him. Ted Cruz is a good, 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 good man. Listen, we'd be a darn sight a whole lot better, a whole lot better uh, with him. Frankly, any of the uh, current candidates than we are with the current president and certainly uh, Hillary Clinton. So I, I say all that to say this, that, that isn't it interesting to you? Uh, you should take note of this uh, and call it out every chance you get um, that the, the press will never be our friend. That's why I'm glad. I think it's uh, tomorrow night. The uh, Fox Business Network will be hosting another debate and and watch and see if you don't see a, a major difference here. There's going to be some real pros. I, I hope they they do a great job and and they do the right thing. Uh, but either way, you know, I'll just be clear. I say this all the time in any microphone I'm ever at. My guy uh, ever behind my guy is Ted Cruz. But if any of the other ones uh, that are running right now. Uh, were the nominee, guess what? I'm going to vote for them. People say, oh, you can't do another GOP establishment, blah, blah, blah. You know what? I got a newsflash for you. If Hillary Clinton becomes president, this nation is done. Look what eight, seven years so far, seven years of Barack Hussein Obama has done. And he, and he, and he had his own team in place, had a majority for a lot of that time. And then we get a majority in Congress and we're not able to do much. We don't put the pressure on. Let me let me plug right now. I'm going to do something right now that um, I, I think it's really important. And I told my buddy Cliff, Cliff Werlein, good, good guy. Uh, how many of you have heard me talk about the Center for Self-Governance? Center for Self-Governance. Anybody? Well, I, I do. A, I have a commercial here. They don't pay me or anything. Nobody gets paid from them. It's all, it's all, um, it's it's all voluntary. Uh, well, let me just tell you, you have a great opportunity, and and this to me, you know, my buddy Mark Herr, he's the founder of it. Uh, he'll be, I'll be seeing him Wednesday night. We'll be having some dinner with him, him and Cliff, and and I look forward to it. And I get to see uh, Bill uh, Norton. Uh, again, great, great guy. Uh, he authored a book, The Miracle of America, Birth of a Nation. And I'll be getting to see them again. But I'm right now, I'll just show you how easy this is. I just clicked on to centerforselfgovernance.com. You search by state, search by state. And then that pops up, instructors, Mark Her, literally one of the best teachers I've ever had. And I'm 11 years in doctoral education. And I can tell you, yeah, it's awesome. Uh, and I'm while I'm talking right now, look here what I'm doing. Dr. Sean Greener. Like the grass is greener. You know that, right? The grass is always greener. That's what I always say. 
Always good for a chuckle, Sean. Always good, my friend Morty used to say. Sean, you got to have a hook, Sean. You can't go on your looks, trust me. <laughs> I thought he was going to say, you can't go on your looks all the time, Sean, but that's it didn't happen that way. He didn't say that. So God bless him. He's the man. So anyhow, um, I just uh, did it. I just signed up just now. It's super, super easy. Um, you, you need to understand that. Okay. Let's see. You know what you can do? Hey, somebody just sent me a message. Can I pay at the door? Yes, you can pay. I'm going to do it that way. Cause that's what I'll do. Why not? So look, I'm right here. I my phone number. I almost read out again on national radio, uh, email. By the way, my email is Sean at Dr. Sean Greener, S-H-A-W-N. Uh, at drseangreener.com. And uh, you can email me. I'm only 54,000 emails behind. Um, and so I apologize in advance. I would really love for you to send me messages through the, um, what is this, Thursday the 12th. Thursday the 12th is level three. You guys can't go to that because you have to have had a level one and level two. Uh, so anyway, <clears throat> I really, I really want you to look now. I'm, I'm finished. Boom. In like Flynn, baby. And there's my, there's my confirmation. See how you that? What was that? Two minutes, two minutes, people center for self-governance.com. You know, I talk about a lot of stuff, but you know, you need to understand that you can, this is powerful. I mean, I'm on level three and, and in January we're going to do level four and then hopefully not long after that level five, it's, it's no cakewalk. I'll just tell you that, but it's some of the most interesting stuff you've ever heard in your life. And these instructors are beyond compare, really beyond compare. So um, it's, by the way, somebody wants to know why do they sell poppies in front of the grocery store on veterans day? Now I'm going to tell you this story, by the way, thanks for indulging me. That's a, um, it's a pretty cool thing. I mean, it's a, it's a simple website. It's very informative center for self You just go on that. And, and that is, that is coming up. Um, that's, you know, level three is on the 12th. And then Monday is the um, Monday is actually the, the, uh, the level one class. Um, Monday the 16th is level one. So if you've never been to any class, that's Monday the 16th. It's in Delaware. So, um, you know, I, th I think it's important. I think it's really important. So anyway, red poppies. Why do they sell red poppies in the grocery store, in front of the grocery store on Veterans Day? Red poppies, a symbol of World War I, from their appearance in the poem In Flanders Fields by John McRae are sold in Canada and the United Kingdom on Remembrance Day to raise money for veterans or worn uh, on your lapel as a tribute. And, you know, if you've never read, you can use the, the googly and you can, uh, you know, it'll, it'll come right up uh, in Flanders Fields. It's, it's, oh man, it, it rips me in the gut, rips me in the gut. So, uh, Anyway, moving on, uh, there's a lot of myths and uh, a lot of people have been asking me, 
you know, that have never been in the military, they say, you know, you're saying that we need to do for our military, we need to do more and we need to do better for our military. Uh, and, but, but we don't know what to do. And, and one of the things I say all the time, you know how I prattle on, um, is are you worth their sacrifice? You know, when we're talking about Veterans Day, we're talking about people coming back uh, changed. Uh, I posted a thing on my a video on my uh, regular Facebook page. So if you go to my regular Facebook page, Sean Michael Greener, just type that in and I'll pop up. And you'll have to click on like because I, I have too many friends, I think it is. Um, I don't know why they limit it that way, but they do. Anyway, the point is, is that um, I recently posted a video of a military wife who uh, her husband was a Navy Special Warfare uh, guy, and he uh, they married, they had children, and uh, he got back and from deployments, and he committed suicide. Um, and she's now having to go on, and, and I'm going to talk about that in a in a little bit. Uh, something called Stop 22, and I'll explain what that's about. But there are a lot of myths and assumptions, and so when I say, "Are you worth?" their sacrifice. I'm not being flippant. I, I'm I'm being sincere because so many of these people come back with visible injuries and invisible injuries, uh, missing legs, uh, you know, missing arms, obviously visible damage, burns from IEDs, blowing up in, in vehicles, all these different things. Uh, those you can see, but you don't see all of them, right? You don't see all the injuries because uh, post-traumatic stress Disorder, uh, you know, that's a very real thing. And we're going to talk about why, you know, why the, the instance of that is it, it's not that we have weaker soldiers, not not at all. It's it's it'll make sense to you when I explain it, but I can't explain it now. It won't make sense if I do it now. So so one of the uh, myths and assumptions, and this is a separate site. See what you can guess which one is the Democrat site and which one's Republican Site. One great myth is that in American societies that military personnel are lowly paid. They're poorly paid. Right? You always heard that. Sure you did. Yeah, 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 yeah. They don't make they don't, they don't make poor guys don't make much money. Poor women, they don't make much money. Well, that was true until the nineteen eighties. You know, by the way, that's when I was in the United States Navy in the eighties. When a push to improve recruit quality boosted military pay each year. Did you catch that, by the way? Boosted military pay each year at twice the inflation rate. The military was once known for low pay, yet great retirement. Yeah, 50% of almost nothing is great after 20 years, 50%. You know what? If you make it to 17 years or 18 years or 19 years and you have to retire, if you don't get a medical uh, disability, guess what? You don't get anything. You don't get anything. So now they can be known, this this Democrat liberal says, but now the military can be known for great pay as well. This fact is hidden from the public with absurd propaganda from military associations about the need to boost pay and the fear in the Pentagon that if Congress catches on, the days of big pay raises may end. Can you tell a Democrat wrote this? Right, because it's not here's how you can tell a Democrat wrote this, because it isn't followed up. And you know what we should do? Instead of giving our military money, you know what we should do? 
we should give illegal immigrants money. Right? That's what we should do. We should just give it. But, you know, there's no need to give veterans. I mean, they join up. They know. But these illegal immigrants, poof. There's a county in, in, in uh, the state of Delaware. It's only three counties in Delaware. One area code. 302. That's the area code. There's only three counties in Delaware. There's just about a million people, just under a million people in the state of Delaware. Second, second smallest state. And, and the largest county in uh, Delaware is Newcastle County. And Newcastle County has 255, this is estimated, 255 homeless veterans. Homeless veterans. People that went and served put it all on the line. Did what they had to do, and then they come back. They run into trouble. They have some emotional issues. They're afraid to tell anybody. That video on my Facebook, you got to watch that because that explains why, especially spot, special operators and people in uh, situations with top clearance, why they don't want to ask for help. That video does a great job of it. It's just a couple minutes long. Please, please listen to it. It's 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 powerful. So this this uh, leftist punk says, um, for example, inflation was flat last year, and Social Security recipients received no increase for 2010. Oh, oh well then then yeah, that makes sense, especially since you've been robbing the Social Security fund. The trust fund, you've been doing everything else with it than what you were supposed to do, than what you're legally supposed to do. Military personnel got, they just got, a, this is 2010, a 3.4% pay increase while civilian wages fell 1.6% last year. So last year being 2009. You get this here? This is, we should, you know what? We should, uh, we should, uh, I, by the way, somebody just said they just lost audio. I don't. I don't think, I think I'm still live here. I don't know. Boy, if we don't have problems, good lands. Um, I I hope not. Yeah, I think, I think it's just you because I'm getting all kinds of messages. People say they can hear me. So if you're a listener and you have my direct message, just send me a message. Let me know you can hear me. Um, so anyway, so here, here is this, uh, this, this, this liberal leftist punk and the liberal leftist punk is saying, you know, gosh, they're so well paid. Are you kidding me? They got a 3.4% pay increase when civilian wages fell 1.6% that year. And and this is the crazy thing, folks. Some in this article, some congressmen worry that the United States is going bankrupt unless it cuts spending. So why the pay boost? First, it's a form of vote buying. Do you find this rich? Pardon the pun. Do you find this rich that the liberal leftist is saying that this is a form of vote buying to give the United States military reasonable pay. That's vote buying. Yeah, uh, you know what? And inviting people across our borders to invade us, immigration jihad, and then giving them an, on average $47,000 a year. When you know who they're going to vote for. So why is it vote buying? Because you assume that the military is, you know, they only have conservatives. Well, would it make you, uh, would you be at all surprised 
at all surprised when I tell you a lot of this uh, social engineering that's going on in the military is to negate the 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 um, the very used to be very real truth uh, that if you were a military person, you would you would be voting most likely reasonably you would be voting conservative. So there, this this punk is calling it um, vote buying. Uh, it's just it's just disgusting to me. Vote buying. So anyway, if you're listening uh, and you can hear me, we got somebody struggling to get to get in, um, and they're having a lot of trouble. And so, if you're listening, can you please uh, just message me if you happen to have the um, if you happen to have direct access to me, send that to me. My goodness. So frustrating. I would find another platform to do this, but this is the biggest and apparently, uh, you know, they're known to be the best, but uh, I have not had that experience. I'm just going to be honest with you on that. I have not had that experience. So uh, anyhow, no heck far. That's what we say down south. Heck far. So anyway, she goes on to says it's a form of vote buying and he has no problem with illegal aliens, uh, you know, vote buying there because they vote Democrat or the assumption is um, federal civilian pay increases. This is what he's saying. Federal civilian pay increases follow military pay increases. First of all, that's simply not true. It's simply not true. Uh, Federal employees, federal civilian employees. This is the truth of the matter. In 2015, have outpaced all the, you know, everywhere, every, every, every other place in the world. They're, they're, they're growing. Government employees are growing. Uh, and so my, my point in all this is big fat lie. This guy's about to drop a big lie on you. Federal civilian pay increases follow military pay increases, congressional staffers, and everyone inside the Beltway benefits. So they profit from this deception. Well, that's not true. Military can receive a pay increase without everyone else getting a pay increase. That's simply, it's an egregious lie. So second, uh, you know, you've got, they're, they're alleging that, well, everybody, all civilian employees get, they whatever the military gets, they get. Not true. Simply not true. And then they throw some data at you. See, this is, this is the military hating, uh, you know, they say, we support the troops. We're just against the war. Um, you know, this is uh, it. Just it, it aggravates me to no end. It aggravates this, this, when I say this, my blood is boiling. Look at what the average twenty-year-old. This is him. This is this person writing this. Look at what the average twenty-year-old American earns. Okay, we're going to take that now. By the way, I was in the military at twenty years old. Bought a house. Was married. Um, you know, was working full time in the military. So. You know, I, I don't know what to say. By the way, uh, uh, Craig, if you, I guess you're you're not, I guess you can't hear me. Um, he's having trouble. He's trying to get in and great faithful listener. And, and I hate the struggles he's having because we're saying amazing good stuff. He's going to miss all the good stuff. He's going to get back in time for me to say something stupid. You know, that's always how it works. So look, this is, this, this is not me saying this. Look, I, I just want to be clear. Uh, and and the media uh, matters people and the people that listen to conservative 
talk show hosts. They'll clip this. They'll take a piece of it and say, Dr. Sean Greener, a military guy. He claims to be pro-military, but, uh, you know, look at what he said. Did you see this? And then they'll cut out stuff. This is what the writer of this article. Look what the average 20-year-old American earns. The latest data is from the third. By the way, is it data or data? Somebody solved that for me. That's a tough one. But it's, I can, I don't have, I mean, it could be the end of the show. It doesn't have to be now. But I'd, I'd like to know data. The largest data is from the third quarter of 2009, um, which shows American ages 16 to 24 average earn $429 a week, $429 a week, four times 52, $22,308 a year. The Department of Defense has a simple online pay calculator. The average age for a recruit is 19. So the typical pay for a 20-year-old sailor is E2. $37,637 a year. If he has a wife and two kids, it's $41,021 a year, nearly twice as much as he could make as he could make in the private sector. This does not include special pays and bonuses. Oh yeah, we get big Christmas bonuses in the military. Oh man, living large. By the way, thank you to everybody letting me know you can hear me. I appreciate that. Awesome. Awesome. Sound is good. I don't know, brother. I don't know. I hope you can hear me. Um, so, oh, there we go. He's back on. Ladies and gentlemen, Craig is back on. Good to have you. So this big fat lie here, uh, let me just tell you this. That's everything. That's everything. Um, you know, you you can make decent money, decent money, but let's look at E7 in the Air Force. Now, E7, you're in a long time. At E7, you've got a lot of responsibility at E7, and they're making all totaled maybe over fifty thousand dollars a year. But let's look at what you have to sacrifice for that. Look, let's look at your let's look at your days. You know, you don't necessarily have an eight-hour day. I don't remember an eight-hour day in the military? I really don't. I don't know if any of my fellow veterans remember that, but you know, it's. Yeah, 29 years combined service, by the way. Two sons, both E7s in the Air Force. 29 years combined service. 50 grand. And there's a lot of people in, especially this leftist liberal who wrote this, uh, who would say, well, see, that that's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. Really? Would you do it? Would you do the job for that? I don't think you would. I don't think you would. It's like the people always whining about the police. Yet they uh, they are the last to volunteer to go ride in a police car. Have you ever noticed that? They're they're never you know they don't want to make anything better. They just want to whine and complain. They just want to whine and complain. They don't want to. Data. There we go. Getting a lot of people saying data. D-A-Y-T-U-H. Data. All right. I'm using that data. So, but they won't jump in a police car. They won't suit up. They won't put on the bulletproof vest or the, the bullet-resistant armor, body armor. They won't go out in the 120-degree temperatures. They won't do it. But they'll say, 
Now, now here's the benefits. The military offers very competitive pay and benefits packages. Entry-level pay and benefits are hands-down superior to entry-level jobs in the civilian sector. Just try to find an entry-level job that starts at $1,300 a month, pays for food, housing, medical, education, 30 days paid vacation, and many more benefits. Looks like servicemen are rolling in dough, aren't we? What do you got to do for that? What do you got to do for that? Every day of your life, you got to put your life on the line. Every day of your life, you got to be chipping away at your at your physical body because you're working harder than you've ever worked in your whole life. And everywhere you go, everywhere you go, people want to kill you. And there was a time when you get out of the military. If you were a military person, if you wanted to be a police officer, no problem. If you, as long as you kept your nose clean in the military, you're a police officer. Boom. As long as you can pass everything and you didn't have any problems in the military, newsflash, you're good to go. Not anymore. Because they, they, they don't want military now because you can't, it's all virtually impossible to indoctrinate them, to put the propaganda out. Military people, they just don't work the same way. 30 days paid vacation. You want to know why you have 30? This pisses me off. So, oh, sorry, I said that. This pisses me off. I said that one on purpose. So bad. This makes me so angry when they point to the 30 days paid vacation. You want to know why? Because when you go to McDonald's and you flip burgers, I'm not poking fun at people that work at McDonald's or Burger King, or Arby's, or any of those other places. My favorite being Wendy's. Nah, my favorite is clearly not Wendy's. That's my second favorite. My favorite is Chick-fil-A. Man, you talk about excellence in service. Amazing. But when we talk about comparing, that's apples and aardvarks, folks. You're comparing 30 days vacation. Well, I should have that. And I should make $1,300 a month. Uh, you know, I should do that. You know why they give you 30 days paid vacation? Because you're going to spend an average of seven to nine months a year on average away from your family. Far away. Far away. And you might just never see your family again. Let me lay some facts on you, folks. Master Sergeant Joshua Wheeler, highly decorated. I happened to be driving through uh, Dover Air Force Base when, when his body was brought back. He was just recently killed on a rescue. Delta Force. 14 combat tours his family saw him an average of 60 days per year over his entire career and you're going to be grudged $1,300 a month and you know how you get your food you know the, the pays for food you know how you get that you go to the commissary, or not the commissary, because you got to pay for the food there. You don't get the free. People think that military gets free groceries, too. I hate that. They don't get free groceries. They have to pay for them. 
And they're closing down a lot of PXs and commissaries. They're closing them down. Very well, you know, they can go out in town. Used to be you could get some discounts. They're closing them down all across the country. So this pays for food. You know where you have to do that? The mess hall. The mess hall. You going to take your family there? You, you know why you, you're not going to take your family there? Because you can't. You can go, but your family can't go. Free housing, they say. Free medical. Guess what? You pay. You pay for your medical. Our military now pays copays. They pay for medicines. And you know a lot of the doctors that go into the military? Do you know why a lot of the doctors go into? No offense to the ones that are good, but the ones that suck. You know why? Because they're avoiding lawsuits, malpractice lawsuits. Many of them. Now, there are a great many that are amazing surgeons who they come in and they say, look, I want to save our soldiers. And they develop some of the most advanced medical techniques that they, that they take in to the inner cities. You know, a lot of gunshot wounds and stuff. They're great people, but there's an awful lot of them. Dentists, doctors. They're just avoiding getting sued because you can't get sued. Free education. Let's talk about that free education. Let's talk about that free education. Why not? So let me ask you something. We're going to give you a free education, man. You are going to get to go to college for free. You just serve a four- to six-year tour, and we're going to send you to college for free. Well, not exactly free. We're not, I mean, it's not free. I mean, you pay between 30 and 40%, but we're going to call it for free. Do you think you can get out of the military and just kind of sit around for four to six years while you get your degree? No. You know what you're doing? You're going to get in one of those civilian jobs. And you're busting your hump so that you can feed your family. Because we make a promise to people when they put their life on the line for us. Rolling in dough? I don't think so. When we get back, we're going to talk about something important. Really, really important. Not that this isn't important, but this is what's coming is super important. Stay with us. We will be back with Dr. Sean, the Ninja Pastor, after these short messages. Hey, listeners, let me tell you something really quick. Listen, if you own a gun, not even if you carry a gun, not even if you have a concealed carry permit, but if you own a gun, you need to listen up. You need to get a pen, you need to get paper, something. You need to click into your notes and your smartphone and and take this number down. First of all, the first number is 20630. Don't worry, I'll repeat it. 20630. Listen, you have the right to defend yourself and your loved ones and your home. All of that stuff is true. You know it is. But the moment you pull the trigger or pull your gun, you are at risk for devastating legal and financial consequences. You know, you can be arrested. You can be jailed. You can be sued. You can be fired. You can be bankrupted. Even when you've legally and justifiably used a gun in self-defense. Listen, you don't have to let this happen to you. Just call Second Call Defense. That number you want is 20630. Listen, it's going to get you a whole month free. 20630. I'll give you the number in a second. You're going to enjoy, listen, when you become a member, you're going to enjoy peace of mind, 
of having immediate and comprehensive legal and financial protection at your fingertips the moment you pull your gun, the moment you pull the trigger, no matter where you are in the United States. You just make two calls. Your first call should always be to 911 to request an ambulance and law enforcement. And listen, we'll tell you exactly what to do, what to say, how to say it. Your second call should be to second call defense. Listen, we've got your back. It's complete legal protection for armed self-defense, and it is fully endorsed by the NRA. It's fully backed by the NRA insurance program. Folks, you've got to have this coverage. I have the Cadillac protection, which is the ultimate coverage, and I'm telling you, it is phenomenal. People say, well, I, I've got homeowner's coverage. That'll protect me. I've got an umbrella policy, civil liability policy. No, no, it won't. In fact, it's specifically excluded. You say, well, I'll get a public, a public defender. They'll keep me out of jail. No, they won't. First of all, usually public defenders are from liberal colleges and liberal law schools. They hate guns. They hate people that carry guns. And they're, they don't understand uh, lethal force to start with. They're overworked. They're underpaid. Is that what you want to bet your freedom on? Is that what you want to bet your financial future on? That? Are you kidding me? 877-502-3300. Secondcalldefense.org. You want to give them this number, 20630. That's a Ninja Pastor's number. You give them that, they're going to give you a free month. Go to God and Country Facebook page. Uh, it's facebook.com backslash God and Country Radio. Uh, there's a place where you can sign up. You know, you know, sign up by the means of putting in your information for the show uh, to follow the show. But there's links on there. Once you do that, or on that page, there's a link there, and that will show you exactly where to go. You click on that link, go get all kinds of information. There are no contracts. You're not locked in. And once you get your money back, your free uh, month back. They never come back and take it back. This is the best coverage out there. Trust me. I've researched it all. Join today. Welcome back to The Collision of Faith and Politics. Here again is Dr. Sean. Hey, thanks for coming back to us. Thank you for listening to that message. I'm, I'm definitely into second call defense. I'm telling you, I'll not be without it. As a guy who carries a gun everywhere I go, I'll not be without it. Does anybody, you know, and this is the thing I, I wanted to say, and I don't know, I feel, oh, oh, you know what? Hey, thank you. Uh, my friend Millie just reminded me, Madison, or this is Bob, who has stolen Millie's phone. Um, somebody called the Popo. Madison Rising Concert, Cookies Tavern, between 11, 11th and 12th Street on Oregon Avenue. Uh, when is that? What, I know you told me before, but I forget. The Marine Corps Birthday Celebration. Um, Madison Rising, M-A-D-I-S-O-N, Rising. I'm telling you, I've seen them a bunch of, they've been on the show a bunch of times, they're, they're buds. Uh, the boys are awesome. Them boys can rock. If you like rock and roll and you like a phenomenal message, uh, between 11th and 12th Street on Oregon Avenue in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, we'll get the date for you. Um, tomorrow afternoon, yikes. Tomorrow afternoon, so that's what, Tuesday. Uh, you got to, if you live in Delaware, Maryland, Pennsylvania, New Jersey area, you know, make the trip down. It's, it's going to be awesome there. They, I've never, listen, I've been to a bunch of their shows years ago. I saw them in Florida when they were just kind of getting formed up and, and they were awesome then. And they've gotten nothing but greater 
they're really, really top notch. So thank you for sharing that with me. I really, really, really appreciate it. Um, so I started to say something before and, and, uh, I, I hesitate to say it. Does anybody really believe that we are at war? Now, I'm not saying I'm not saying or that we're at conflict. I'm talking about our does anybody really believe that we are at war? Because this president has done everything he can to make you forget that we're at war. When a terrorist act happens, he does everything he can to make it not a terrorist act. Radical Muslim dude that we had as a psychiatrist in the military at Fort Hood, who everybody knew uh, was radical, snuck a gun in on the base, and because Bill Clinton and every president after Bill Clinton didn't undo what Bill Clinton did, they were disarmed. They had to wait for a freaking civilian to come save their lives. Thirteen people died. Workplace violence. Workplace violence. Sickening. It's war. He's shouting Alu Akbar the whole time. It's war. The general public in this country doesn't even have a concept that there are military personnel right now all around the globe fighting in war. We had, uh, thank you, Craig, uh, we, ha- we had an act of war perpetrated against our citizens at the Boston Marathon by two Muslims. You know, I, I, have, to, I have to just say this really quick, and people hate me for it, I know. But, um, you know, what's the first thing that always is, is said by the, by, the, uh, by the left, I mean, by the uh, mainstream media? I don't mean to be redundant, is, well, it sounds like a tea party. Sounds like a tea party. That That's that's white supremacist right there acting. That sounds very tea party to me. And they're always so sad when so-and-so Muhammad is turns out to be a uh, Muslim. And then they're very quick to say, you know, this does not represent all Muslims. In fact, this is a minuscule representation. Of Muslims. Look, the fact that regular folks don't think that we're at war. If you ask them, you know, uh, Jesse Waters, great guy, really, really, it's uh, Waters World he does on a show I, I don't like to watch, uh, Bill O'Reilly, but um, I don't care that much for that guy. But, but Jesse is awesome. And uh, you've seen him on The Five and, um, you know, outnumbered and all these different things. He's a really, really smart guy. He's a Philly boy. And Jesse, uh, you know, he goes around to these different places. Usually they're vaunted institutions like Cornell and Harvard, Yale, and all these places. He just did one on Sharia law. Uh, there's there's a video that's done. I don't know if that's him. Might be, might be him that did the one on Sharia law, uh, Hillary Clinton enforcing Sharia law. I think so. Yeah, I think it's. I. I think yeah. If she's doing it, it's got to be good. 
But the fact that regular people, and I use that term loosely, regular people, they don't think we're at war. They don't think so. And you see, this thought process just contributes to the lack of respect, sympathy, morale, and ultimately support being offered to vets of recent wars and current wars. Folks, you wouldn't believe what veterans have to put up with. Guy loses his leg. This is a true story. Loses his leg. Leg gets blown off. He's partially blind. Uh, he loses part of his right arm, and so he has to have a he has to have a uh, a cane. You know, he's, he get he has to get out of the military. He's medically, you know, he's combat wounded. Look, I, look, people think that if you get combat wounded, you you don't have to work another day in your life. So not true. People think you you want for nothing. Yeah, the only war. Uh, one of my great listeners just uh, messaged in, and I and I'll I'll say this. By the way, uh, Philly Bob, I do not appreciate your full color photographs of your chili. I do not appreciate it. That is wrong, and it is rude. And I dare say, heartless. Heartless. I could eat that whole bowl, I'm telling you right now. Um, one of my great listeners says, no, no, Dr. Sean, you're wrong. It's the war on women. It's the war on black youth. That's all the war that's going on. It's the war on women. It's the war on black youth. Black Lives Matter. That's the only war. The war on, on homosexuals. The war on same-sex marriage. The war on all this stuff. It can't possibly. See, now I can smell the daggone chili. But it can't possibly be we're at actual war. No, no. Barack Obama ended the war. Right in Iraq, he ended that war. We're out of there. Now Iraq is in the hands of ISIS. They're driving around in our Humvees, shooting our guns, using our ammo. No, no, he ended the war. September 11th, when when two uh, former Navy SEALs and the United States ambassador were murdered and tortured. Sean Smith murdered on September 11th by Muslims. <laughs> One of our listeners who happens to know about Philly Bob's cooking wants to know, Jerry says, can he send us chili by UPS? <laughs> I'm telling you, folks, if you, oh. Golly day. Now he's getting he's getting evil. He just sent me a photograph of chili stuffed avocado. A chili stuffed avocado. Did you even know that existed? Oh, man, I'm telling you. Good stuff. Good stuff. But you see, you understand here that uh the American people, uh, the president is leading the charge on this. To see to it that the American people don't believe we're at war. They don't they don't think about us being at war. No, war, war, come on. No. Hussein Obama's taking care of that. Everybody loves him all around the world. He was going to unite everybody. He got the peace prize, Nobel Peace Prize, before he did anything. Just for being awesome. Now he's really pushing hard to close Guantanamo Bay. 
Gitmo, and some of the worst in the world. You know, he traded five of the worst for who he knew to be a Muslim sympathizer in Bo Bergdahl. And great soldiers lost their lives trying to find a guy who walked off on purpose. Gam, folks. But you see, there's no respect, sympathy, morale, or support being offered to veterans, except by people who are either veterans or, or related to veterans. They, you know, they grew up a child of veterans. The fact that we don't have a real enemy, terrorism, terrorism isn't clearly defined. It's, it's not a, you know, it's a terrorist act. It's not an enemy. We're not killing the enemy. No, because we don't want to say we're, we're at war against Islam. No, Muslims, no. They're all nice. They're all nice, except for this little tiny. And, and they're just misreading the Quran or the Reliance of the Traveler, Umdat Asalik, both of which you can download for free on the Internet. You don't have to pay a dime. Read it. I did a, I did a whole show on on Islam, what it's all about. I'm kind of a internationally known expert on it, so you can kind of trust what I'm saying. Terrorism, that's not a clearly defined foe, folks. This is not a foe that we, we can look at and go, oh, there, 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 there's the enemy right there in that uniform. Because they don't wear a uniform. We've not declared war on a real enemy. We've kept everything ambiguous. You see, I believe that this is a part of the subtle undermining that our current president, Barack Hussein Obama, he perpetrates this against our country to weaken our military and our global position as a fighting force. You see, the Navy's new, uh, and I hate it, I absolutely hate this new little tagline, United States Navy, global force for good. No, no, we're a killing force. We blow stuff out of the sky. We pop missiles into into the smokestacks of ships. We drop missiles down chimneys of, of, of houses that are building IEDs to kill Americans. You know, we, we, we could have easily flown over a couple of sorties, flown over when 10,000 of ISIS were driving in American vehicles, and they flew, could have flown over on the way into Iraq, and we could have killed them all. The American public can't. No, we can't stand that. No, we can't do that. Why do you think the big push was for uh, Don't Ask, Don't Tell to be overturned? Why do you think that uh, presidents, the president and vice president think, oh, there's no problem with transgenders in the military? American force for good. Man, we're not. We're a killing machine. Deal? We're a killing machine. That's what we do. Every now and then we might feed some folks as a result of a, a catastrophe, an earthquake, a tsunami. We may rescue some folks. But our job is to kill more of them than kill us and kill them faster. To demoralize them, to stop them in their tracks, or to bomb them to glass. Our job is to win. 
Why do you think this president wants transgenders, LGBT, and all that into the military? Why do you think the social engineering is just so radically out of control? Why do you think, uh, why do you think Christian chaplains cannot speak of Jesus and cannot proselytize and can't ask people if they want to place their faith in Christ, but a Muslim chaplain can say anything inside a, a uh, Muslim chapel on the United States military base to United States military soldiers. Let me ask you a quick question. Let me just, let me just, those of you who listen to my show, you remember the show where I said, look, no more Muslims in the military at all. No more Muslims in public works. No more Muslims where they have any access to anything that could harm American people. Well, Dr. Sean, that sounds very bigoted. That sounds very, very, oh, I don't know. It's just awful. It's just awful. It's so discriminatory. Shut up already. You're dumb. You're just straight up stupid. How do you even put your shoes and socks on by yourself? Get a clue. Read a book. Talk to a veteran. But every day there's fewer and fewer veterans to talk to. Fewer and fewer veterans to talk to. When we come back, we're going to talk about why that is sadly and tragically true. Stay with us. If you wake up in the morning In a land where you are free You should think about the ones who fought Protecting liberty You should fly a flag in honor of the price they had to pay Yes, every day throughout this land Should be Memorial Day For some gave all They paid the price For freedom's here They sacrificed They gave their lives For you and me not free If you watch your children playing In a land where freedom reigns In a land of purple majesty Above the fruited plains You should tell them of the soldiers Who had courage and were brave and fought in wars and battles to ensure all glory ways. For some gave all, they paid the price. For freedom's here, they sacrificed. They gave their lives for you and me. Their graves remind us. Freedom's not free They stood with pride and honor Fought with dignity To protect the ones who couldn't fight And a land that we call free We should honor for 
freedom isn't free. And you know what? You know, I played that song. Uh, my friends, Kay and Ron Rivoli, the Rivoli Review, if you go on the Internet, you can uh, find them. They're absolutely phenomenal. They had a show, a uh, live show out in Branson. They travel all over the country doing what they do. Uh, they write all their own music. They're, they're absolutely stellar human beings as well. Um, they, are, they are some of the best people I've ever met in my life. Those are people that they've got their, they've got their finger on the pulse. Their heart is in the right place. They like Madison Rising. Uh, it's a different type of music, obviously, but um, they get it. They just get it. Now, folks, you know, I play that song uh, for Memorial Day. I played that for Memorial Day, and, and I, I started the show today saying it really ticks me off when people mix up um, Memorial Day and Veterans Day. Veterans Day are the ones that that survive, you know, and we used to say that. We used to, we used to say that, and that used to be accurate. But you know what? I'm going to tell you, there's something called Stop 22. You, you googly that, you'll see it's uh, Stop 22. Just put that in, and you'll you'll see. Don't do it right now. You're listening to the show. Come on, don't be rude. It's a veteran suicide prevention initiative. Do you know why it's called Stop 22? Any guess? Bueller. Because on average, on average. 22 returning veterans commit suicide every day. Did you know that that in 2012, 6,500 veterans took their own lives in 2012 alone? More veterans have succumbed to suicide than were killed in Iraq. In 2012, 177 active-duty soldiers committed suicide. Conversely, 176 soldiers were killed in combat. You can do the math. In other words, more soldiers committed suicide compared to being killed in action. In 2012, the study concluded that the United States Army had the highest number of suicides compared to any other service branch. In 2013, the United States government in their Department of Veterans Affairs, which is a, 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 an abysmal, an abysmal failure, disgusting, in 2013, the United States Department of Veterans Affairs released a study that covered suicides from 1999 to 2010, which showed that roughly 22 veterans were committing suicide per day, or one every 65 minutes. Some sources suggest that this rate may be undercounting suicides. A recent analysis found a suicide rate among veterans of about 30 per 100,000 population per year, compared to the civilian rate of 14 per 100,000. Can I just those uh, liberals that are saying, well, the military's paid plenty. Right? It's just thirty days vacation. Well, they get they get they get all that money. They're rich compared to civilian. Really, suicide rate among veterans thirty per hundred thousand compared to fourteen per hundred thousand for civilians. Thirty-one percent of these suicides were committed by veterans 49 and younger, 
while 69% were veterans age 50 and older. You know what that tells me? They've been in a long time. They've seen a lot of horrible things, and they haven't gotten help. As with suicides in general, following the, the, the uh, data, suicide of veterans is primarily male. 90%, 97% of the suicides are, are male in the states that reported gender. Some states don't report gender on suicide. I talked to you at the open about a video on my Facebook. It's Sean Michael Greener, I think, all you do. You go to Facebook and type that in, click on like or follow. Click on follow. You'll get all the stuff. There's a video there. And at the end of the video, you find out what happened to her soldier, special warfare, Navy special warfare community. Committed suicide after deployment, after deployment, after deployment. In 2015, the Clay Hunt Veterans Suicide Prevention Act passed in the Senate and then was enacted on February 12, 2015. The bill is named after a Marine Corps veteran who killed himself in 2011 after he struggled with post-traumatic stress disorder following deployments to Iraq and Afghanistan. After his service, see, this is, you, you know, you can tell me how great the civilian workforce is. You can tell me, you know, how apples, apples to apples it is. No, no, no. It's apples and aardvarks, folks. It's apples and aardvarks. Because Clay Hunt had to go to Iraq and serve several tours there, and then he had to go to Afghanistan. And then when he gets out, after he finishes serving, he volunteered to go to Haiti to offer relief following the 2010 earthquake. Hey, man, I can go help other people. He worked with other veterans who were dealing with their physical and mental tolls of war. He worked to address his own difficulties coping but lacked adequate resources. You know, in my open, I talk about Gold Star families. I talk about the fact that there's virtually no resources for them. It's disgusting. They get a flag. Sorry for your loss. Good luck. And I've talked for many, uh, for just about the whole time I've been doing this show. Oh, man, Steve. Steve really cranked this down to what's real. How much more attention would suicide get if, if it were that, that prevalent among able-bodied welfare recipients? Oof. He worked on his uh, This is Clay Hunt now He worked on his himself He tried, I mean he tried But he didn't have the adequate resources he needed He waited months to see a psychiatrist He begged to see one He filed an appeal of his disability rating Didn't come through until after Five weeks after his death And guess what happened They mailed it and said good news you got your disability. Five weeks before, his wife buried him. By the time the severity of his condition was recognized, it was too late. That's what Hussein Obama said. He's the same guy sending him over and over and over and over. Jake Wood, who served in the Marines with Clay Hunt, said the White House event Thursday 
he was at that event. He said Hunt believed it was the job of the Department of Veterans Affairs to care for him and others, lobbying with the Iraq and Afghanistan veterans of America to ensure the VA had what it needed to achieve this mission. There's all kinds of bureaucratic BS that's put in there. Independent reviews of VA and Department of Defense programs aimed at preventing suicide. Creates peer support and community outreach pilot programs. Forms a program to repay loan debt for psychiatry students to incentivize them to work in the VA health system. So we're going to take money and we're going to, we're going to pay it to people who are studying to be doctors of psychiatry and hoping that they'll work in the VA health system. Creates a website to provide veterans with information about mental health services. Allows the VA to collaborate with nonprofit mental health organizations on suicide prevention. Here's the problem. Here's the problem. In the video, if you go to my Facebook, you'll see it there. Just follow me on Facebook, you'll see it. This young lady said that she, she begged him to get help. She begged her husband to get help. Why won't you go get help? And he said, because I'll lose my security clearance. Guys are coming back from Iraq and Afghanistan, and they're afraid to ask for help. You know why? Because it's built into Obamacare. It's built in to Obamacare to take away your guns. You know, if you file for disability, Social Security Disability, SSDI, if you file for that, they run a cross-check and see if you're listed as a concealed carry permit holder, and your permit is immediately revoked. They look to see if you have any guns registered to you, and immediately Set about a process. Come take your guns. If you got mental help and you were either clandestine service or uniformed military, you're going to lose your top secrets clearance. You worked so hard to get. Since coming back from Afghanistan, this is called the 2 7 story. Since coming back from Afghanistan in 2008, the hard-hit 2nd Battalion, 7th Marine Regiment, has struggled to adjust. The battalion known as the 2 7 lost 20 men in war. In the years since, it has lost 13 more to suicide. The battalion now has a suicide rate 14 times that of all Americans. The New York Times asked Dr. Charles Engel of the RAND Corporation and two Marines who served with the battalion in Afghanistan, Arthur Carell and Keith Branch, to answer reader questions about the devastating effects of combat and the high suicide rate among veterans. Arthur Carell said this, the man's been there. He knows what he's talking about. The process for identifying mental health concerns consisted of one post-deployment health assessment, a questionnaire you fill out, along with two weeks of downtime leave after getting back to the United States. Then the battalion immediately enters a training cycle for the next deployment. This overwhelming emphasis is on constant tactical training. Longer-term considerations got crowded out. I've heard that this is now starting to change, and I hope that's actually the case, allowing Marines and other service members more time to spend together as a cohesive unit after a combat deployment. That would go a long way to better identifying service members who are struggling. Also, Arthur Corral says, uh, combat Marine, also there is an extremely prevalent negative stigma associated with seeking mental health services, especially in the combat arms occupations where weakness is not tolerated. I hope things have changed since 2009. Second, the mental health services on base had long waiting periods, and the solution was to prescribe medication. I know more than a few Marines who became addicted to drugs while seeking mental health services. From my experience, men and Marines do not show signs 
of mental health problems until they separate from the service. I think being surrounded by the people who served in combat with you provides a sense of security. However, that sense of security is lost when service members separate and return home. You see, they scatter. I was stupid. You know, when, when, when I got out of the military, I was in this weird sort of place where I didn't stay in contact with my great friends. Some of the greatest people I've ever known at any age. I don't know why. I would to God to be able to talk to a lot of them, DP and DF Johnson. One was a University of Michigan drum major. University of Michigan marching band drum major. The other was a gangbanger in Miami, Florida. Had gunshot wounds all over his body. He wanted to get out of the gangs, and this was the only way he could do it. John Fowler, top-notch Tennessee quarterback. Could throw a football farther than anybody I've ever personally seen throw a football. Joined the Navy. We had a guy in seminary studying to be a preacher. Joined the Navy. We had a country boy from Georgia. He had long hair. And he came into boot camp. His hair was long. And he said, I know y'all going to cut my hair off. Just be gentle. And then they zipped his hair off like in 13 seconds. We didn't even recognize him. It was amazing. My personal buddy, Dotson, we called him Dot. Black guy, full ride scholarship to Grambling to pay quarterback. And also he played basketball. Blew out his knee, set all kinds of records his freshman year, and then blew out his knee toward the end of the year. Rehabbed it, went back, played another part of another season, blew out the other knee, got another surgery. Played part of another year, blew out his knee again. He said, listen, we're going to avoid your, avoid your scholarship. I've been all over the place with Dot. Some of the best people I've ever known. Both of my boot camp uh, drill instructors retired after our boot camp. You might say that we uh, kind of crushed them. They had to get out, but that wasn't the case. They were already scheduled to retire. Senior chief and chief, distinction of piloting and commanding the recruit class, recruit class 153, had the highest academic average ever in the history of the Navy, had the highest physical achievement scores ever in the Navy. We won every ribbon, every plague, every everything. Some of the best people. Some of them lost their lives. Some of them were forever changed. And some of them went on to be leaders in civilian community, the likes of which you've never seen. Here's a question for you. I have a ton of Navy SEAL listeners and Delta guys and Force Recon guys, MARSOC, Raiders, 82nd Airborne, Rangers. Rangers lead the way. Listen to this show. And they all tell me the same thing. Combat, multiple back-to-back combat deployments are a contributing factor to suicide. David Phillips 
The data suggests there is little or no added suicide risk associated with multiple deployments, but those studies have been unable to address the amount of combat seen. Second, no studies ever looked at this question after active duty. You see, what do they do? They ask the active duty guy and they say, you know, because he's in the military, he wants to get promoted. He wants to climb. He wants to make more money. He wants to take care of his family. He doesn't want to be seen as weak among his fellow soldiers. So when he's asked, hey, do you think all these deployments are a problem? Back to back? No, 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 no. I'm good. I'm good. No study has looked at this question after active duty. We simply don't know the answer. Anecdotally, nine of 13 members of the 2-7 who killed themselves, nine of 13 did multiple tours. And I think it's important to note that the quick succession of these tours was less than a year in between. My friends, I, I've got to ask you something. I, you know, I'm always asking you to think about the military. There's this new initiative, and I love it. I love it. I don't know who came up with it, but it's a Walmart thing. Walmart, uh, Walmart and uh, Lowe's, I think it is, did this green, turn green. Turn on the green, green lamps. Turn on the green lamp for veterans to let them know, hey, we're thinking about you. You matter to us. I say to you all the time, listen, folks, you you don't know the scars people come back with. The stuff people experience, just the sheer fact of being away from your family for seven to nine months, sometimes even more than that. Can you imagine having a family and working on it together, and then all of a sudden you deploy. So you're a team. You're a husband and wife. You're a team, mommy and a daddy. Although in Obama's military now it's a mommy and a mommy, and a daddy and a daddy, and a mommy and we're not sure. Can you imagine? You're, you're raising kids, and then all of a sudden you deploy. And your spouse is gone for seven to nine months on average. The average Navy tour, by the way, is nine months. You're out to sea, nine months. A lot of Navy guys, uh, surface warfare people and you know, on the ships and, and the, the squadrons, nine months at sea. And the Marines that go with them, nine months. A lot of special operations warriors, war fighters, they... Sometimes they're there longer than that. We're killing them. We're using them up and killing them. You know, a Navy SEAL or a, or, or a uh, Force Recon or a MARSOC or a Raider or a Delta guy never going to tell you, no, 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 I don't want to go. I I don't want to go back to war. No, they're they're going because their brothers are going and they want to be there with them. Chris Kyle, I had the pleasure of, of knowing him and speaking with him on many occasions shortly before his uh, his demise. I'm not portraying that we were besties, not by a long stretch. I should have been so lucky. But Chris says it, and and this was detailed in the in in his book and in his, in the movie. You don't want to get out because you know your buddies are there. You know. People would always ask him, you know, how do you feel about all those that you killed? 
You ever worry about that? You ever have regret? No, I only have regret over the ones I didn't save. Folks, there's veterans all around this country, walking all around this country that – but look, in Newcastle County, folks, I think I started to say this and I didn't – homeless veterans, 255 homeless veterans in Newcastle County, Delaware. I don't think I ever finished that thought. 255 homeless veterans in Newcastle County, Delaware. Would you like to know how many illegal alien homeless people there are in Newcastle County, Delaware? I'll wait. Zero. People who have signed up to go to war for us and to give their bodies, to see their buddies blown to bits, to miss their family for almost a year at a time, and to be denied all the things that we promised them to get them to go. And we can't even provide them a roof over their head. I like the green light. You know, they say put the light on and leave it on for the to let the veterans know. I, I like that. I like it a lot. I got to find one. I think they tell me they have them at Walmart or Lowe's. They have them and there's a display. I have to go and see. But folks, I'm here to tell you. If you're in an airport and you see some uniformed folks walk by and you go up and you shake their hands and maybe you see them getting ready to go get some food at the McDonald's in the airport or wherever. You see them going somewhere and you go up and you pay. Man, they love that. That means that means the world to them because they don't make the money that they're portrayed to make. Dollar for dollar, hour for hour, they don't make the money. They make far greater sacrifices. up to and including their lives, up to and including their marriages, up to and including the fact that their kids have no relationship with them because they never saw them. Why? They weren't out partying. They were out fighting for their lives. In addition to paying their meal, I love it when people do that, when they go up and they pay a uniformed person's meal and they say, hey, thank you for your service. It means a lot to me. You know what else you could do? You could find out what's needed for service members in your community. You could you could find out what kind of veterans programs you do or don't have in your community, and you could help get them started. You could lobby your elected officials. You could fight hard. It's controversial, but I say it all the time. I'm going to say it again now. I have walked acres and acres and acres in Arlington. There are heroes buried all across this country. And I ask you this question. Think about As I ask you this question, I want you to think about this. Think about the answer in your heart to this question. What about the veterans who aren't in uniform? What about the ones who've served that you don't recognize that they've served? 
Someone has to reach out to them. Someone has to love on them. Someone has to make a difference. Someone has to save them. Why? Because they made a huge sacrifice. And I ask you this question. Are you worth their sacrifice? Are you? You've got to ask yourself the real question. Are you worth their sacrifice? So many have filled acres and acres and acres, hundreds of acres all across this country. But there are also tens of thousands more who can't find a place to live, who can't feed themselves, can't feed their families, can't understand why they're afraid every night. Every loud sound puts them in a terrible fear. Be worth it. Get involved. Stop talking about it. Do something. You see, this matters more than anything to me. Any of the issues I talk about. My fellow veterans. Brothers and sisters. We got to look out for each other. America, you got to look out for veterans. Be worth their sacrifice. Thank you for joining me today. Join us next time for The Collision of Faith and Politics. And please follow this show at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash the ninja pastor. And follow Dr. Sean on Twitter at the ninja pastor and on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash God in Country Radio and at www.drseangreener.com. In the meantime, Dr. Sean will be fighting for you and for this great country. Thank you for joining in this fight. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With everything you have on your plate, earning your degree online seems impossible. But at Grand Canyon University, we specialize in helping you fit a master's degree in education into your busy day. Your graduation team, led by your own GCU counselor, provides you with the personal support you need to succeed. Achieve your goals with a plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu.